0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug It All Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Netflix's new movie, Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. We are bringing the directorial debut of Sam Hargrave. He is a skilled uh, stuntman and now director. He's known for collaborations with the Russo brothers, um, the Russo brothers being the, uh, the producers and directors of many Marvel installments such as Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America uh, Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. So if you were familiar with any of those properties, these guys were responsible for uh, directing and coordinating the, uh, directing those movies. They are the producers of this movie, and they allow Sam Hargrave to take on the reins as the director for this movie. This is his first movie, and uh, Sam Hargrave knocks it out of the park. He's best well known for movies. that uh, He's worked with uh, the Russo brothers on uh, Civil War and Endgame. And so he's also been in Atomic Blonde as well. But Sam Hargrave blew me out of the water when it came to this movie being his first directorial debut. Kind of going into this movie, uh, just a little bit of plot, synopsis, and whatnot. Extraction is a 2020 American action thriller movie directed by Sam Hargrave. And his feature debut and screenplay by Joe Russo, based on the graphic novel Ciudad, by Andre Parks, Joe Russo, Anthony Russo, Fernando Leo, Leon Gonzalez, and Eric Skillman. The film stars Chris Hemsworth, Ruga Ruga Jawal, Randeep, Huda, Gol, Shef Te, Farani, Panka, Trapathi Pyronshu. Penali and David Harbour. I and I know I fucked all those names up, so I'm just going to say apologies to all those fine actors and actresses. Uh, I I apologize for that brutal mispronunciation of all of the individuals, but, uh, bear with me because if there's anything like that, I, I will just preface with the, that, uh, you know, I've got the sluggish American accent. So I just want to uh, say that up front, uh, the, the plot follows a black ops mercenary who must rescue an Indian drug Lord's kidnapped son in Daga Bangladesh. It was, uh, released on Netflix, on a sixty-five million dollar budget, and I'll just tell you right up the front, it's a B action movie with A list action. Now, if that's all you need to know, then then jump in because what qualifies it as a, a B B list action movie, in my opinion, is it's immensely enjoyable when it comes down to the action. The story is not exactly that important and the writing is not uh you know some of the best writing and most interesting writing I've ever heard but the action suffices it it, it it's shot by a, clearly someone that knows good choreography and stunt coordination and it's led by in you know, cares chariz- relatively charismatic Chris Hemsworth alongside Randeep Huda who is play who plays Saju um He's kind of the counterpart to the Chris Hemsworth character. Um, so, yeah, I do think that the majority of this movie, the choreography, the cinematography, the action, it all looks pretty good in my opinion. Um, it never looks cheap. Maybe some CGI here and there, stitching, that needs to be fixed. But nothing, nothing crazy. Um, I thought it was relatively unpredictable. And the majority of the movie is shot in what appears, I believe, India... Although um, it's probably not 100% there, but it does seem to have some, uh, you know, some Bollywood influences uh, from the, uh, the cast standpoint. But uh, yeah, I did think it was relatively diverse, with the exception of the quote-unquote, you know, white savior look at it. You know, the, the white guy saving the brown brown guy and then shooting a bunch of other brown people or people of color <laughs> Um. And just to get, you know, his job done. I can see where that's a little problematic. I didn't see that it was t- it was not too focused on that. And I don't think it glorified that in a way that they could have. And they have in other movies, uh, you know, other movies that we look at it. Um, not exactly the same, you know, uh, racial flow. But movies like, uh, we- we've seen the big extraction movies before. A lot of 80s, a lot of 90s um influences and stuff like that um what did they say escape from new york is a big one although i have not seen that one so i can't do a big comparison to it i will say the cons in this movie were the pacing and the writing in in some areas anytime there wasn't any action going on i felt myself drifting off or wanting to pull my phone out of my pocket so i will say up front if you're interested in this movie it's a good b action movie to just have on in the background if you don't want to be too invested uh, some people might call it, you know, Call of Duty the movie. And for every for every positive thing it does have about it, you know, it it definitely feels like you're playing the most realistic version of Call of Duty, if you, if that is possible. Um, when it comes down to the technicals of you know throwing flashbangs and grenades and uh, the the way that the camera follows certain characters in this uh, in certain action scenes are very impressive there's actually the action in this is shot in a way that it feels very dynamic it's gory it's kind of reminds me of the upgrade lee one l kind of feel so if you saw upgrade or anything like that uh, you could kind of see how the uh, camera moves with the punches in a way or you get to see the impact of people getting hit in the face uh you know chris hemsworth plays a character uh his name is tyler rake and basically he's uh and he kills somebody with a rake and that's basically all you need to know about the movie <laughs> uh, I, I heard that from dave chin so i was just like that is hilarious so tyler rake happens to kill people with a rake so if that's your kind of movie, then um, Yeah, go ahead and jump on in. The water's fine. Don't expect the, the smartest, most intricate movie. Expect a maybe slightly bloated B-action movie with uh, a modest budget and a, a really good action. I think this is some of the best action of the year, considering we haven't seen too much. Um, I will say it was uh, probably slightly more impressive than um, the Harley Quinn movie, which did have... Um, that John Wick feel a lot of people are gonna connect um, some of the uh, at, you know hardcore, hard, intense action from John Wick to this. I will say in some areas it did feel like that when it came down to the hand to hand hand to hand combat, but uh, ultimately I think they're shot differently enough that you this feels much more uh, military based if that makes more sense, and uh, John Wick is much more. Uh, you know, quote unquote kung fu based. To not, I don't have a better word for that, but you know what I mean. It's it's not quite as military uh, military styled uh, combat based fighting in the movies. Um, so yes, let's jump into the spoilers. Overall, I would say I'd give this about a seven out of ten. It's a great B action movie for. Um, it's, it's a great B action movie for Netflix. I think it's one of the better action movies. And it's one I actually would recommend to the majority of people who are interested in kind of a, uh, you know, relatively gory, bloody, um, action movie that doesn't make you think too much. I will say that I, you know, modestly confused here and there with, uh, you know, if I, I look down at my phone, I was like, oh, I don't know what's really going on, but you know, there's some cool action going on. <laughs> so I, Would say Um, maybe it tries to be a little bit smarter than it is, but other than that, um, not I don't think it's a waste of time, is what I would say. I, 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 you know, there's a lot of stuff on Netflix, and then it's easy to waste your time on there. I do not think this is a waste of time. So let's get into the spoilers for extraction. Ruderush Jawal is the actor who is being extracted who's playing uh, Avi Mahanjan, and um, I thought, he, my brother basically said it just as well, my brother Michael and I were watching this, and we were like, he has the same expression in every scene, and so it's not like he's a bad actor, and I didn't didn't feel bad for him or anything like that, like I, 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 felt I had sympathy for him a little bit, but he did have the same look on his face throughout 90% of the movie, and there's just, you know, I thought there was going to be. Majority of these movies have that subplot of, you know, the big brooding guy, you know, helping the young, quote unquote, innocent one and them kind of meeting on some sort of level ground and maybe becoming friends at the end. I felt like they were trying to pull that a little bit at a way, kind of that trope. But um, I didn't really feel the connection between the two characters, although um, it there is this level of, you know,. I, Chris Hemsworth physically actually does say, you know, do you trust me? And uh, Avi's like, no, I don't. And he's like, good. And he throws him off of a rooftop onto another one, uh, Hemsworth does. And so that that was the kind of humor I wanted a little bit more within the movie and a little bit more uh, of a dynamic setup between the two because I felt like they were trying to have like a Chris Hemsworth he lost his family, lost his wife, lost his son to lymphoma. I don't, I don't exactly remember what, how his wife died, but his wife passed as well. And um, I felt like there was supposed to be some sort of connection between, you know, Avi being kind of uh, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth being the paternal father figure to Avi, and I felt like either Chris Hemsworth is too young in this or. But he's like the perfect. A it might be Avi. It, I, my my guess is that they wanted a, uh, an adult to play a child, and so they didn't want to have to deal with all the you know child laws of having an actor, uh, a, a child actor because you you can only shoot so many hours. So what they probably did was got a really young looking young man to play, you know, uh, Avi. Avi feels like he probably should have been like 10 years old. I think like Man on Fire, that movie with Denzel and I think Dakota Fanning, maybe she's pretty young in that. Um, That's sort of what I've been hearing in comparison. So the more I think about it and kind of regurgitate what happened in the movie, I do feel like maybe Avi would have been better suited as a younger person because he did feel kind of like things were just happening to him. And he had the same look on his face for like what felt like the majority of the movie. Um, other than that, I do think the other supporting characters are pretty strong in this, and they kind of build a nice little, quote-unquote, extraction world. We have Golfeste I, Like I said, I'm sorry I, I'm messing all these up. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get, uh, you know, you know... Uh... What is it, burned at the stake in the in the comments but y'all just take it easy on me just uh i'm trying to uh, pronounce these as, as well as i can so she plays nick khan and i think i'm in love <laughs> i'm just i'm just kidding uh she is uh, a phenomenal actress that i've never seen in anything and so what my guess is these are actresses and actors that have come from uh bollywood or other uh major studios from around the world she seems to have been in body of lies pirates of the caribbean dead man tell tales about ellie and patterson okay so i didn't see patterson but i did hear about it and so she heard she was really good in that And I, I loved her in this i thought she was a badass and she has uh just enough to do that makes her relevant and they didn't have to do the whole girl power thing with it at all like she just happens to be um you know uh, another agent that is is pretty badass as well um so i like the cast that they build up with this uh this extraction world. Randeep Huda, I also said, is Saju. I think his character is badass. I did not see that. The uh, Like I said, the unpredictability about this movie is why I really liked it. The fact that Saju was, you know, they go, psh, 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 psh. stab, 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 shoot, 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 boom, boom, rocket. Psh, 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 psh. And then he like kill some of his own team. Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden he would, uh he got shot in the neck. It's like, psh. and I was like, sheet man like i was like sheet like i could not even get it out like how i felt like how unpredictable it was i I, maybe other people have seen you know these types of movies uh you know with the extraction of a kid or you know this versus that uh but i had heard podcasts talk about you know i i would like to see a uh a series featuring him and I was thinking the same thing while I was watching I was like oh I can't wait to see him in another movie and him getting shot in the neck I was like damn I was like this is intense and so I was just that's why I really there's a couple of things that really pushed this movie over to the uh, recommend side and that you know the cinematography choreography action and the unpredictability aspect of this is why I really liked it um also David Harbour's in this I'll talk about that in a second so yes um Action piece takes a little bit of time to get in. I, I kind of wish it was... Uh, I, there's like a flash forward at the beginning and it's a little bit confusing about what's going on, who's which where. It shows them on the bridge basically at the hour 45 minute mark then it flashes back to what's going on. Um, the action piece takes a little too long to start at the beginning in my opinion. But once it does, I realize this is in the hands of somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, it's becomes immediately more uh, sympathetic to the villains of what's going on like there's this whole drug lord uh, villain subplot that is trying to get this kid as well but he's this guy is um, has hired like a gang of kids to go take out like uh, Chris Hemsworth and stuff and so the very first instance we get of that is this uh, young young boy and he's extremely skinny trying to lift up this gun after chris hemsworth does did this major action set piece just whooped everybody's ass and all of a sudden he turns around and sees this young boy who looks as like he hasn't eaten in like a week and a half maybe even longer um and the boy is trying to shoot chris hemsworth but is unable to load the gun is unable to work or operate the the gun and so chris hemsworth is kind of like uh, you know walking up to him slow and kind of noble like and it is um uh, it's sad to see this because i mean this this is probably things that are actually happening in other countries uh and other places unbeknownst to uh, people like myself and i i'm just really unaware of uh, that you know that culture i guess that subculture and it it um it definitely made it open my eyes about oh shit you know Chris Hemsworth can't just unload on everybody because uh, over half the people he's gonna have to unload on are kids. Um, you know that that's just uh, like empty the clips. It, you just can't do that. It, 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 you can't you can't root for Chris Hemsworth character. You know to kill a bunch of kids. That's that's crazy. Um, so yeah, and the way we're introduced to the to the uh, bad guy. Uh, antagonist, I uh, Amir Shif, uh, played by Pyrenshu Penuli. I think um, this guy is—he's the the quote-unquote chill bad guy that is just gonna quietly tell you to you know. Remove a couple fingers for him because you probably deserve it, and you need to do some thinking on on what you've done wrong. That type of guy, he's the guy that's not going to raise his voice. He's going to let his bo- boys and goons do it for him, and he's got all the cops under his belt. So that just gives uh, uh, Tyler Rake, the uh, Chris Hemsworth character, you know, just gives Tyler the initiative to just whoop everybody's ass. Um, but the way we're introduced to him is with. Uh, Amir's uh goon throwing a child off the top uh off a rooftop like holy shit I was like this movie is ruthless and of course it's not like showing too much gore with regards to the children but I mean it is it's brutal it's like some doctor sleep level of like uh, like abuse here like I was like my lord um so that was like where I realized that this movie is unpredictable as you know, as heck. I was like I was not ready for that. Um, the there was one uh, mercenary. I think it was a merc. I don't remember his name, like Mark or something. One of the first ones. He looks like Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Mark Wahlberg had a love child, and it was the Joker. Uh, the Joker SWAT SWAT team member, but uh, he gets shot real early in the movie. Y'all know who I'm talking about. He's the only one with the beard, um, I think. Uh, this is when I realized this is going to be like Call of Duty the movie. It basically has numerous long takes, um, over-the-shoulder perspectives. The camera is essentially. In the same style as 1917, where they're getting thrown off the buildings and it feels like the camera is in the style of is is on someone's head. Uh, it, it's not quite that, you know, uh, rambunctious and uh, shaky. It's not as much shaky cam as like the Bourne ultimatum or something like that or the Bourne, the Bourne series. But it still um, has that action that is very coherent and clear and uses wide shots so that you can see what the hell is going on. Um, The one takes are extremely impressive because it just takes that one camera and puts it in like that God camera mode, the Omnicam essentially. It can just float and go through anywhere, go through walls. It hops in the back of a car for a little bit, gets thrown off a roof, gets gets hit by a few cars. When people were getting hit by cars in this, we were we are right there with them when they're hit. <laughs> it is insane. Like uh, I want to go back and just look at the technicals of how this movie was done. It's very technically savvy and impressive to watch. Um, it takes all the best aspects of like a video game. And it uh, services them in an action oriented plot. Um, I also love the colors of the wardrobe hanging there. I thought I noticed there was just uh, immense color popping off this film. I thought they could have done a good job, at, or uh, they could have gone easily with a much more duller tone, but I thought the color palette is in service of something similar to like. John Wick. John Wick has those neon colors that are very vibrant, and I think this has a very natural color with regards to the uh, wardrobe and attire and set dressing that they decided to use. Um, Lots of blues, a lot of orange, a lot of yellows, a lot of bright colors. So there's the one scene with all the kids showing up, I think, in the back alley trying... uh, I think they're about to take out... Tyler and um, Avi and they just instantly Thor goes and gives and hands out ass whoopings to every single one of these kids boom bang smack deez psh 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 I was like good lord this is crazy but it also was probably um (laughs) it was probably really cool to act in a scene with uh, Thor or you know "Quote unquote," Thor, Chris Hemsworth, and get slung around by by just this giant guy. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is a big dude. I'm not sure how big the guy is, but uh, let me see if I can find. Uh, I had no idea three kids. Oh, huh. um, but uh, he, yeah, I uh, I was very surprised by the ass whoopings he was giving these kids, and that one kid that got slapped around the side of the face. God, he got slapped into the next movie, I swear. I was like, you might have got slapped out of the movie. I don't know what the hell happened to him. I was like, God, dang. So right after this, we uh, enter Hip Hop Harbor. You know, he's like, what up? And, um, of course, I was thinking that, you know, uh, David Harbor is kind of an expensive uh guy to have on here i don't know if how long he's gonna last and based on the way he is acting and how drunk he was getting uh within the film um <laughs> it was like yeah this character is not long for this world much longer he plays uh gasper a former teammate of tyler uh living in uh, Dhaka and so um in india and he's pretty much sold out tyler and avi he's like know, they, they've offered me money and freedom and I'm going to take it. And so that was when I realized, Oh shit, you know, this is some unpredictable shit, but I mean, we've, we've seen, you know, the, the rat and, you know, we've seen people flip and stuff before. So it's not like the first time this has ever happened, but it happened like on a dime. And I I thought it was interesting how he just kept, you know, repeating that, you know, what if we just take him out? He'd be better dead. You know, he's better, you know, he's probably in a terrible position anyway. It's like, Oh damn, he just doesn't want this kid alive. Um, but uh, David Harbour, huge ass, I mean, he, he's a big dude. You don't want to mess with a David harbor size guy. I mean, <laughs> you get slapped by him, you're not waking up for a long time. But uh, that was an awesome. Chris Hemsworth, it was like a Thor versus Hellboy. I know people were geeking out on that. Um, and it looked like David Harbour was going to win if uh, Avi didn't show up. I mean, Avi comes up and he says, Son, I ain't playing. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty... Uh, Pretty intense when it comes down to that uh, badass fight. I'm glad we got a little, you know, harbor action. I, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that he's in this world technically in this, you know, extraction universe. Although there's not an extraction universe, I kind of feel one coming. Um, the brave speech with Avi telling Tyler Rake how brave he is, and we finding out about the backstory of Chris Hemsworth. His child his wife and all that not not exactly interesting in my opinion i really do i really don't think that uh i really don't think that is that interesting um let me see okay so um yeah, I, I thought the writing throughout the majority of this movie was kind of a snooze. And when people just started kind of giving these, you know, laborious speeches and stuff like that, I was like, this is not that interesting. And they're not really saying anything. We don't really already know too much. And it is, this is where it becomes the, the more generic side of the, the B action movie. It doesn't really strive for that extra interesting, uh, you know, bit of writing like they didn't in my opinion what they needed is somebody to come back and punch up the uh the script i think they had a pretty solid script by joe russo but they needed i think maybe not a comedic writer but someone a little bit more relatable that could come down and you know kind of connect the dots between you know hey we have a chris hemsworth character who has lost his son hey we got a, a young boy who's lost his father let's have them have some sort of bond there is what feels like no bond, in my opinion, between these people. Um, even though there's trying to be something at the end. that's like, eh. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, they killed the other Spec Ops guy. I was, I was like, damn. Um, they... Oh, the other spec ops guy who I was talking about was um, Saju. I was very impressed by the the multiple action set pieces that he goes through and then gets shot by this random. You know, his one of his uh, one of Amir's guys with a sniper gets shot straight in the I think in the head, and then Hemsworth gets shot in the neck after his um, after his little um, you know action scene on the bridge, and it's like. It's not little at all, I did say little, it's pretty dope, you know, we have, uh, the side characters, supporting characters, um, what's her face, Nick Khan, rolling up, and Rocket launching the shit out of a helicopter out of the sky, it's like, this is getting pretty badass, um, you know, she, it, it, it just became, you know, elevated, bigger, bigger, bigger. And then, boom, one of the main characters down. Boom, the main characters down. And then, boom, eight months later. It's like, what the hell? I was like, is this movie really going to leave us like that? You're going to do me like that? I was like, all of that. So, before we kind of cover this last scene of him about to, uh, Avi about to do this diving, uh, you know, his, his big exit. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that stupid pencil was so anticlimactic. I don't know. I don't really remember why he did that. My brother and I were hoping that he was going to do like a belly flop just uh, in slow motion as the the last scene. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyways, when Chris Hemsworth is like going to his death and this is the flashback to the beginning of the movie, it's like, him looking at his son on the beach or something like that, and his wife and whatnot. I was just like, this, this whole plot was so unnecessary. It just was there to kind of make us feel bad for the... Uh, um, he was... Sorry. He was kind of... His whole family background was there just because we need to feel something for this guy. And I kind of feel that's a little bit lazy writing in a way. We've seen the guy that is on these missions. We've seen, well, I, how many people do we have to name to say, yeah, I lost my wife, lost my kids, and now I'm mad. It's like, not. I don't think Bruce Willis lost his wife and kids, but he's he's mad. Uh, man on fire. He's 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 lost something that he loves. I, you know, there's. Um, other movies that I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's the, the trope of the guy that, you know, has gone off the edge, um, you know, John Wick. Sorry, John Wick was the big one I was trying to think of, you know, lost lost my wife and I lost my, you know, car. And so now I'm pissed. And so that's not, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the best writing and saying that I, I just wish there would be some other way to kind of make us feel sympathy for somebody because otherwise it's like all oh, in, in instant sympathy card oh, feel bad for him so let's see if we can look for something maybe a little bit more diverse in these storylines so we can feel better for you know relate to these characters a little bit more i will say the family flashbacks overall did not work for me they just were kind of unnecessary to the plot um I did like the small bits of humor that were in there, talking about you know what I you know obviously like, did he just tell you to kill me and he's like no that's not what he said and he's like I'm pretty sure that's what he just said essentially, um kind of some dark humor when it comes to that, um would have been nice to have maybe a little bit more punch up humor and some relatability to these characters I felt like they were trying to maybe just have them relate just a tad bit more, uh maybe a little bit more regarding the kids that had the guns they none of them I don't recall that they talk they might have talked to the you know headquarters and said you know i can't engage these kids because uh they're kids and they have guns it's like maybe have uh just a little bit of conversation just regarding that just just small things that they kind of brought up at the beginning and middle of the story that would have been nice to kind of just touch on here or there might have brought some slightly more interesting dialogue and therefore wouldn't have been considered uh, "Quote unquote B movie." Now, I keep saying it's a B action movie. That should be. That's just because that's how you know I'm. I'm looking at this film and uh, observing it and relating to it. But it might be a different experience for you. Let me know what you thought about the movie Extraction. By now, I expect you probably to have watched the movie or you listened to the podcast. Let me know what you thought about both. Um, if you thought the review was too harsh, or if it wasn't harsh enough, or if it wasn't loud enough, you let me know. If I can. Um, adjust it fix it Um, remember to comment subscribe if you want these podcasts early you'll get them on YouTube by subscribing you'll get them fresh and instant on there we release a weekly podcast on SoundCloud as well and so both will cover movie reviews TV movies media we have the aftercast where we discuss things that are non TV movie related but we do give some recommendations on uh, things you might possibly like And, uh, yeah, we could not do this podcast without your support. PayPal.me slash the Lucky Dog Podcast to get all the Lucky Dog goodness. Lucky Dog Podcast goodness. We have all the the social medias below. Email luckydogpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Lucky Dog Podcast. Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. Links are all in the description. Thank you for being part of the Lucky Dog community Let me know how I I can improve, maybe by speaking clearly. (laughs) Let me know how I can improve on the podcast. Uh, You know, downvotes obviously are noticeable to me, so I'm like, okay, maybe they didn't like that. I wonder what it was about. So, you know, feedback is obviously uh, some of the most important stuff too. So let me know how I can improve. That's what I'm doing this for. And, uh, yeah, thank you, and uh, take it easy.